This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 24th of February. In your Squeeze today, news returns to Facebook. An increased job seeker, donating brains to research, and Sport Today is here. This is your Squeeze today. Expect today, Claire, to read a lot of headlines about Facebook re-friending news publishers. (laughs) This comes after a negotiation that seems to have happened directly between our treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, and Mark Zuckerberg. They've been chatting a lot, and those chats have seen Facebook agree to again allow news outlets to publish to the platform. In return, Claire, it seems the government has made some tweaks to that legislation that would see Google and Facebook pay for news. Yeah, apparently Zuckerberg and Frydenberg held about six phone calls since Monday, so lots of back and forth on what that deal might look like. Uh, A couple of things about the amendments to the legislation. First is that the government won't apply the code if the tech companies can demonstrate that they've signed deals with media outlets. So that basically gives a lot more impetus uh, to the media companies and the tech companies just to do deals without the government getting involved. Second, if the government is going to get involved, they have to give the tech companies quite a bit of warning. What Facebook wanted was more time to be able to do what they wanted to do with media outlets off their own bat. So expect to start seeing news on Facebook again in the coming days. Next steps now for Facebook, as you say, is to start making those deals directly with news publishers. It's something that's already begun happened yesterday with a commercial agreement signed between Facebook and Seven West Media. It's the first of its kind uh, in Australia. Facebook is also said to have negotiations underway with News Corp and also with Nine Entertainment. Uh, That will be something that we'll see a lot more of in the coming weeks, it seems. As for Google, they've already committed to deals with Australian publishers. For example, there are reports that the deal between Google and Nine is worth $30 million annually across the next five years. As to where that mandatory media bargaining code legislation is at, it's still in the Senate, but it's possible it will pass through the Parliament by the end of Thursday. Craig Kelly Clare is the Liberal Party politician who people might remember got himself into a bit of strife when he talked about some unorthodox COVID-19 treatments and theories. He was reprimanded by the Prime Minister and in a bit of a shock to his party yesterday announced at a meeting that he would be moving to the crossbench. So a Liberal MP no more. This could be a bit of a headache for the government given the numbers, Clare. Yeah, there's very tight numbers for the coalition to have power in the House of Representatives. Uh, Without Kelly, it has 76 seats in the 151-seat House of Representatives. But because it's in government, it has to provide the Speaker. So that means that there's one less to that number. It gives them 75 seats now, so not an outright majority. What has happened, though, is Craig Kelly says that he will continue to vote with the government. It also means that we'll be hearing a lot more of uh, independent MPs like Bob Catter, who the government will have to do deals with. And still down in Canberra, that speculation that the job seeker payment would be extended turned out to be right, but the details weren't bang on. 
lot less than what people were expecting. It's the equivalent of about a $3.60 a day rise to the rate of job seeker. Uh, that's $25 a week. There's some stipulations on receiving that payment also. For example, come July, recipients will need to apply for 20 jobs a month. That's up from the eight required now. There'll also be an intensive training stage after six months of receiving the payments. And finally, an employer reporting line where bosses are able to contact the department if a job seeker declines a job. CTE, Claire, is a brain disease that is often diagnosed in people who play heavy contact sports such as footy and rugby league. One of the more high-profile sufferers of CTE was former AFL player and coach Danny Frawley. It's really challenging to study as it can only be diagnosed, Claire, after death. That's why the Victorian coroner has called on AFL players to consider donating their brains to research. Yes, what the coroner said yesterday was that it looks like Danny Frawley had low-stage chronic CTE. They don't quite know how much that actually impacted on his mental health at the time of his death. Uh, What they did say is that certainly his death was linked to him not taking his mental health medication, uh, also dropping out of counselling. They said he was under great personal stress at the time. But it's clear that CTE is an issue for AFL players and they want Uh, those players to consider donating their brains to research when they die. There have been a number of high-profile sports people diagnosed with CTE. The symptoms are said to be things like memory loss, impaired judgment, impulse control problems, aggression, depression and progressive dementia. This one I was sent by a number of people over the weekend. NASA's Perseverance rover has landed on Mars Claire and it's released vision now of the landing, never before seen footage. Incredible images released yesterday by NASA, also audio files. It's the first sounds of Mars that the world has heard and that's because the rover that NASA has sent there uh, has about 20 very high-tech cameras uh, and audio recording equipment attached to it. So 20,000 images downloaded on the weekend, uh, a really incredible look at life on Mars. Well, not so much life on Mars, that's what they're looking for, but certainly Perseverance is life on Mars. That's true. Perseverance is the fifth rover that NASA has successfully landed on Mars since 1997, so it doesn't happen every day. And nothing happens quickly when it comes to space. Perseverance is supposed to pick up some rock samples in small tubes, Claire. Those will be left on the surface. They don't expect they'll be able to retrieve them until 2031. A decade-long project. (laughs) And NASA will have to work with other space agencies to make that happen. Of course, just doing that will be a multi-billion dollar project. And we could go on and on. We'll leave it there. A bit of music news now. Firstly, Daft Punk, who made electronic music mainstream, have broken up, Claire. It's over. I'm really sad about this. I don't quite know. It's just, I don't know whether it's a sign of me getting older or the fact that they're just such a good group. Like, they're the most important electronic dance music band of that time and uh, have been for many years. They weren't just involved with some really big radio hits like Get Lucky and uh, they did a collaboration recently with The Weeknd with I Feel It Coming, but their stuff from the late 90s and early 2000s is just terrific. It's always been on high repeat for me. 
Yeah, one more time. Definitely a great tune. What's the reasoning? They're just retiring. They've just done it. They've done all they yeah. wanted to do and time to take their robot helmets off. If you don't know who they are, do yourself a favour. Have a listen to a few of those tunes. Jay-Z, Claire, is very busy lately. He's set up a Bitcoin fund. We talked about him last week. And now Moet Hennessy is acquiring a 50% stake in his champagne brand. Finally, to round out music news, Taylor Swift Claire has re-recorded her 2008 hit Love Story. She's released it and now it's a hit again. Credible, Kate, that she hasn't had a number one debut hit uh, on the country charts in the US, but the remake of Love Story has done that. The rest of the Fearless album is due on the 9th of April. The reason for her re-recording is all about the ownership of her music. It's a whole thing. We have a shortcut on it called Who Owns the Music, which is worth a listen. Claire, finally, squeeze the day. There's no bigger news than our podcast sport today launching this afternoon. Absolutely not. Certainly not as far as the squeeze is concerned anyway. (laughs) Self-centred, but we don't think there's any bigger news. It's out at four o'clock today and in under eight minutes you're going to be able to get across the big sports stories of the day. Local, international, the administration of sport, the machinations, the results. The idea is that Sport Today will get you quickly up to speed so that when you head to the pub on the weekend, you'll have your sports talking points nailed. I certainly need this in my life. Uh, Me too. And I think for anyone, just spread the word. There's a sport version of Squiz Today. So Greg and Gemma, who you'll meet today, they're just all round top people. So listening to them is going to be really fun too. Yeah, they're the hosts of Sport Today. Whack it in the diary, 4pm. Search for Sport Today in your preferred podcast app or follow the links in your episode notes. Good luck, Greg and Gemma. We'll be listening. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do from us today. Enjoy your Wednesday and we'll be back tomorrow.